0: everyone, and welcome back to Dave Beck's Fantasy Football Podcast. We are broadcasting live from beautiful Roseville, California, and this is the week one preview in the Big Don Fantasy Football League. So here we go. The week is beginning. The season has started. Uh, Thursday night, we had a, kind of a bearish matchup there between the Packers and the Bears. It was a defensive struggle seeing Green Bay win it 10-3. Not a lot of huge fantasy implications there. I think mainly the, the main scoring player in that game was the chicago bears defense there's really no offensive players from green bear chicago really able to shine in that one so not a lot um leading in here to the sunday matchup sometimes we see those teams that get those big performances from a player in a thursday night matchup and that really gives them a lean ahead going into sunday but we really didn't see it there with that uh, snooze of a game on thursday so let's get right to it let's take a look here at our matchups in the big dons fantasy football league and let's take a look and try a little prognostication this year i'm gonna try to uh Keep a tally of who I take this year. Maybe if somebody could help me, help me out, that that would be great to let me know how terrible my pick selection is. So the first matchup, of course, I got to start with myself. That's the Elvis Gerbex taking on the Ass Pounder 4,000. We're gonna take a right in the ass here this week from the Gerbex, and it kind of kind of look at that picture there of the Elvis Gerbex. Kind of looks like he's ready to give it uh, to the Ass Pounders there, deep and sturdy. So. Take a look here at the matchup of this week and Christian McCaffrey here going against the Rams and Marlon Mack going against the Chargers. Two running backs who generally put up pretty good points, but against two very stout run defenses, they really, uh... Run those uh, stout defenses down there in Los Angeles. And I think both those guys maybe kind of um, will cancel each other out. I don't expect really huge games out of either of them. I do like Joe Mixon against uh, Seattle, even though Seattle has an improved rush defense. I think he gets into the end zone in that one. And David Johnson, I like into the end zone for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. That could be another thing that cancels each other out. Kind of the wild cards here in this matchup are going to be good. They're running back Chris Carson and Matt Breida. Chris Carson, of course, more of a proven, kind of stout. Aggressive running back. Now, when I would ask for some. Uh for some quotes for the pod, Donald Applegate said that Chris Carson was, quote, overrated and that Matt Breida was going to uh, lead the 49ers to victory. As a 49er fan, I hope that the 49ers do well, but Matt Breida gets taken out of the end zone. Maybe a couple of vultures there from Tevin Coleman would be nice to see. Like I said, I think that one's going to kind of— that's really going to be the, uh, the linchpin here in this matchup between Chris Carson and Matt Breida and which of those two players is able to get into the end zone and pile up some more points here in this one. For the receivers— We've got Keenan Allen here going against Indianapolis. He should be 100% healthy, and if he does, I think he has a nice matchup. And Smith-Schuster as well, going against New England, I think that's a team they're going to be down. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot and expect Smith-Schuster to get into the end zone of that one. It's really just interesting to see, too, what the quarterback Baker Mayfield is able to do here against Tennessee. Kind of that Cleveland Browns team, kind of that flavor of the offseason, and let's see what he is able to do there. Um, In the end here, I'm going to take the Gerbecks. Got to take myself to start off the season, and I think the Grubex take it 106-95. to 95. I'm going to say about an 11-point game there. Um, and let's move on. So our next matchup here, Jimmy Jesus against the Footy Flags. So the Flake 50-50 right now is the Flags here off that Thursday night game only get four points from kicker Mason Crosby. Allen Robinson actually has kind of a sneaky good game, 10 points from him. I think Jesus would take that one, no doubt about it. And let's take a look here at some of the other skill positions and what we're looking at. Julio Jones, hopefully, will be playing here week one. I know kind of a holdout situation there, but against Minnesota. And Mike Evans is listed as questionable, but should be able to play and expect him to get into the end zone, that huge red zone target against by San Francisco 49ers. Now, the Flutie Flakes, if you look at the receivers, the receivers are kind of the question marks here. Now, Mike Evans, of course, is a stud. But then you have Curtis Samuel and you got uh, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard, one of those guys I think everyone in the league has had at some point. Uh with him being the number one guy now, is that really going to transfer over to fantasy success? Only time will tell. Saquon Barkley, you feel like this is a guy that's going to get stuffed because teams know that he's getting the ball, but he's proven time and time again that even when teams know that he's getting the rock, he's still going to have a huge game, and I expect him to have a really nice game here against Dallas, unless they're down big. But then you've got Saquon. You know, we can catch the ball too, so that should help him out there. Todd Gurley, really going to be an X-factor. You know, Gurley... Uh, after last year, having that knee arthritis at the end of the season and kind of getting shut down, really, really struggled down the stretch. Really didn't even play the last couple of games. But if he's healthy, if he's ready to go, that could be a steal in the draft. I think it was like fourth, fifth round, something like that. That could be an absolute steal. Josh Jacobs is going to be another wild card. Now, a very, very highly touted fantasy player, the rookie running back for the Oakland Raiders. A lot of guys wanted him. A lot of the Phoenix experts said go with Josh Jacobs. We're going to have to see kind of a time will tell with him. Derrick Henry. The running back for Jimmy Jesus does not catch the does not catch the ball, and that's something you kind of need in this uh, uh, in this fantasy football here in 2019. He's just kind of more of a run guy, but a and, ground and pound. But he did have huge um, gains there at the end of the season. Leonard Fournette, everything coming out of camp says that the the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are much more impressed with Leonard Fournette, that he's really um, dedicating himself to football, so we'll see what happens there. Because remember, a couple years ago, he was one of the best running backs in the league. Might have led the league in rushing, I can't remember, but he was definitely towards the top. And then Le'Veon Bell, (laughs) it's going to be so much fun to watch and see what he's able to do. I think if Le'Veon Bell and Leonard Fournette are two running backs, kind of just you know 90 percent of what they were a couple years ago jimmy jesus could have a pretty good team i really like his running backs that he has here and he's got even mark ingram on the bench who could end up having a really good season here for the baltimore ravens so right now it's at a 50 50 i'm going to take i'll take jimmy jesus in this one i think it's going to be close i think both these teams are very very evenly matched um just with the Flutie flakes you just kind of have those unknowns i mean josh jacobs who knows what he's going to be able to do. I think with the release of Antonio Brown, that could be something where maybe they're not running the ball a lot, but if he turns out to be a guy that is going to be catches out of the backfield, that could be a could be a stud. Todd Gurley is another huge question mark. You know, what is he going to do week one? How many times is he going to tote the rock? If you look at the Flutie Flakes roster, he's got a very, very good team. You know, guys stay healthy like Gurley, Bar- Barkley, of course, but I think week one, Jimmy Jesus may be a little bit of an edge on him simply because... We know a little bit more about what the guys on his team can do. But I say it's going to be really, really close. I'll take Jimmy Jesus' 110 over the Flea Flakes' 108.63, let's say. Our third matchup. We have here the Never Answer Norbies against you were just matching uh, you were just Mashing it. Again, another 50-50 projection. Two in a row. Don't know if I've seen that for a while. It's pretty interesting. The Never Answer Norbies got four and a half points from David Montgomery. A very poor performance. He did have One catch down the middle of the field that kind of gave him something out of absolutely nothing that he had. And it was quite very, very surprising to see that I believe that their Terry Cohen and David Montgomery were out touched by another running back on the top of my head. I can't remember what that was, but actually got more touches than either of those running backs did, which is just really, really interesting um, for your just mashing it. Nothing had. He's got a doubtful kicker somehow looking his roster. You might want to check that out. But for the never-answer Norby's, Alvin Kamara, of course, one of the top three uh, rated players in fantasy football. Expect him at a nice game here against the Houston Texans. Can we be interesting to see what happens with him and that combination of Latavius Murray. Will Latavius Murray be the new Mark Ingram, or are they going to go to Kamara even more in goal line situations? Waller, a huge X-factor. Now, he looked pretty good on hard knocks. I got to give you that. But does that transfer over to the football field? Who knows? I mean, this could be a guy who's dropped after two weeks, or he could be one of the top um, five tight ends in football. Austin Eckler. A good play here in the flex position. It's gonna be interesting to see how they do the timeshare with him and Justin Jackson there for the Chargers. You know, with Melvin Gordon officially being gone, it's definitely gonna be Eckler or Jackson's team and maybe even a third guy getting into the mix, but Eckler, you gotta roll with him week one and see what he's able to do. The receiving positions, you know, fairly solid. We've got Godwin. Godwin I'm He's a tad overrated, people are saying, but we'll see what he's able to do against a not-great 49er secondary. Tyreek Hill will there have any lingering effects after the suspension last season going against Jacksonville. And Brandon Cooks now with Cooper Cup active. It's kind of the same thing with me and Robert Woods. Is is there enough balls to really roll around there in Los Angeles between the three of them? So we'll see what goes on there. Figure you were just mashing it, he's got the little um, stack play there with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Expect him to get in the end zone there. <coughs> Even with Drew Brees' um, very homophobic uh, views and tying into that uh, right wing organization. We won't get into that right now here in the podcast. We're going to leave politics out of it. And we have Adam Phelan here going against the Atlanta Falcons. Should have a nice matchup there. And Westbrook, a guy who I wanted, was kind of a late round flyer wide receiver. Kind of a sleeper guy and they're expecting him to possibly be the number one man there in Jacksonville. Carry on, my wayward son, carry on Johnson. The running back there for the Detroit Lions should have a nice little matchup there against Arizona, and Sonny Michelle could be interesting to see, again, what the Patriots do with the running back position. You know, we got Rex Burkhead, we've got Sonny Michelle, we've got James White, and do they have enough touches for Sonny Michelle, and more importantly, will he be the goal line guy? Will that happen with Rex Burkhead who's now healthy, who was not healthy for a significant portion of the season last season, and will Sonny Michelle be the guy when they get in tight? George Kittle, the Best player on the San Francisco 49ers. Expect him to have a nice game here against Tampa Bay. And then Tevin Coleman out of the flex, I think actually turns out to be a pretty good player with Jerk McKinnon not being able to play this year and Matt Breida kind of being more of the passing down guy. Expect Tevin Coleman to get those goal line touches. Very close matchup here. Uh, I'm going to take. You're just mashing it. I'm going to take a 101 to 96. Again, I think it's going to be close and should be a good matchup this week. The Lazy Bones against the W.W. Byron. That's um, Mr. William Withero and the Byron Munich. The Lazy Bones have a 20 to 3 lead. Has actually got a couple things happened on that Thursday night game. as they got nine points from the Chicago defense and they got 11 points from Aaron Rodgers. Devonte Adams lays an egg, only scores three and a half points. A sec, probably a first round pick, I would think, actually for Mr. Withero. His wide receivers, probably the best wide receivers in the league, as he has DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Amari Cooper. Damian Williams could be a question mark. This is a guy I really, really liked. And then the Chiefs, they go ahead and they sign LaShawn McCoy. So what is that going to happen for the future of running back Damian Williams? Only time will tell. James White out of the flex position. Should Should get a couple of catches. Really, if you're... I don't like starting James White. I think, you know, he could get into the end zone. He could get absolutely nothing, but kind of the best of the options he has there. Vance McDonald, the tight end, actually do really like. I think with the loss of Jesse James, I think he's going to get a lot of balls there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the Lazy Bones, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Phillip Lindsay, A good little trio of running backs there. It's going to be interesting to see if Phillip Lindsey is the same Phillip Lindsay from last year now with a healthy Royce Freeman joining him in the Denver Broncos backfield. Expect Dalvin Cook to have a nice game here and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, a first-round pick, and then kind of looking into the future, will Kareem Hunt be vulturing anything from him? But that's not for about nine weeks away, so we'll see. Nick Chubb should be able to uh, carry the load here for Cleveland for the first few weeks of the season. Slap in the base, Dante Moncrief from the wide receiver position here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Will he take over that Juju Smith-Schuster role and become that stout number two? A number two wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers is still pretty dang good. Mike Williams, very end-zone dependent. He had one of some of the most Top red zone targets in the NFL last season, but he's got to get into the end zone because he's really not going to rack up those yards like other guys. And Stephon Diggs listed as questionable, but should be able to go. With Devontae Adams only scoring three and a half points, I think that really puts Witherow in the hole. I like the bones. I like his one two combination of Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook. Will that be the old school look for him of Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell when he made it to the fantasy championship two years ago? Will that be the two-headed monster for the Lazy Bones this year? I think it will be, and I think the Lazy Bones win, and I think they get the biggest win of the week. I think they win 106 to 79. <clears throat> and our last matchup here is the Roto Studs against the Hurricane Dorians. Oh my goodness. Little little, little, little soon, but here we go. So the Studs. Uh, projected score 100 points, Dorian 110. When I think of Hurricane Dorian, I think of Scrubs and Dr. John Dorian, played uh, adorably by Zach Braff, but I digress. So for the studs, Deshaun Watson, expect him to have a nice game, a run all over the field there against the New Orleans Saints. And Julian Edelman, a guy I was really, really high on. Even with the additions of Demarius Thomas and Josh Gordon getting back in the mix, I think he's really the only proven wide receiver for the New England Patriots. I expect him to have a good season. Dante Pettis, all reports coming out of camp were very underwhelming. It was actually being surpassed by rookie wide receiver Debo Samuel. So we'll see what Dante Pettis is able to do this week. Aaron Jones, (coughs) a very sexy running back pick really struggling at week one, only scored just a shade under four points, but I expect a nice game here for Ezekiel Elliott against the New York Giants. Hopefully, he's able to shake off the rust and have a couple touchdowns in that one. Travis Kelsey, the top tight end in the league, so he's very um, very top-heavy, the studs, kind of a, a studs and duds lineup. I mean, you look at, we've got Travis Kelsey, we've got Ezekiel Elliott, big, big names, and then some guys that are eh, kind of unproven. I mean, Duke Johnson in Houston. Now, even though he is going to be the bell cow, with the addition of Carlos Hyde, what is that really going to do for him, even though there's no Dante Forman, it's just him, but time will tell. Hurricane Dorian... Has a pretty balanced team. I mean, you look at the running back positions, you look at Connor, you look at Freeman. Now, Devontae Freeman really been struggling with injuries over the last couple of years. So it's interesting to see what he's able to do and how healthy he's able to be here against Minnesota. I do really like James Connor. (coughs) It'll be interesting to see if that's more of a timeshare there with Jalen Samuels. But James Connor was outstanding last season. Tyler Lockett? Now, without Doug Baldwin, is going to be that number one target there for Russell Wilson in Seattle, so expect him to have a nice game. And Odell Beckham, even though he's kind of been uh, battling some nagging injuries, should have a pretty nice game here against Tennessee. Patrick Mahomes, a pretty juicy matchup. He's predicted to score 21 points against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I expect him to do at least that. Calvin Ridley, you know, a bit of a roll of the dice. I think that you know Minnesota has a pretty solid secondary. Calvin Ridley was... It was good. He was not great. I think people expect him to be a little bit better in season, but could end up being a major, major steal. Josh Gordon, you know, who knows? I mean, the flex position, not a terrible flex play. I mean, I would like to see a back maybe in there over him, but I think that Josh Gordon, he's not going to be Randy Moss, which is what he was a few years ago there with Tom Brady, but, you know, he could end up having a very good season and being a very good wide receiver too for the New England Patriots. I think O.J. Howard Definitely the um, most up and coming tight end here in this draft. And like a lot of prognosticators, really, really liked him coming into this season. I see a good matchup here. I'm going to take Mr. Sailing. I'm going to take it 99 to 93 over the Roto Studs, but I think it could be pretty, pretty close. So there you go. Uh, rundown. Let's see. I had myself, I had the mm, Jimmy Jesus. I had Mashing It, I believe, Lazy Bones, and Travis Sailing. So there we go. We will see if I get any of those picks right. Of course, it is fantasy football. You never know. And um, try to keep track and see if I um, am somewhat close. Again, if anything, anyone wants to add something for the pod, a quote, uh, anything like that, maybe after uh, after week one, after the results, it might be a fun thing to do. So this is Dave Beck signing off. I'm going to say good luck, good fantasy football, and cannot wait to sit down And enjoy the games tomorrow. So good luck, everyone. Uh, Good luck with your last-minute tinkering. And this is Dave Beck signing off. And I'll see you after week one.